This is the Tanya Free and Friends Talk Show, your destination for the best in social and political straight talk. And now, here's your host, Miss Tanya Free. Today is Wednesday, October the 10th. Welcome to the Tanya Free and Friends Talk Show. I am Tanya Free, joined by my wonderful friends, Myron Clack. How are you, friend? I'm doing just well. Well, good. Thank you for being here. And also with us is Dale Chandler. How are you, friend? I'm doing great, and it's a pleasure to be here, as always. Well, glad you're here. Glad you're here. And with us again is Van Nevels. How are you, friend? Fine. Thank you. Happy to be back. Always. Finally. Always. And long time no see is Jerome Legions. How are you, friend? Doing pretty good. No complaints. Good, good, yeah. good. Glad you're with us today. So am I. So am I. Okay. And working behind the scenes is Noah Johnson, Sterling Goodnight, Marcus Evans, and Mr. Free. Thank you all for being here. We want to also always thank all of our listening friends from coast to coast for tuning into the show today. We want to hear from you, what you have to say, what you think of what's going on and how we can make some changes and things that are going on. A lot of times we all don't get in the know, let me put it that way. And one of the ways to get information to each other is by sharing what it is we know, what we've seen and shared and all of that. So I want you to call and join the conversation. Phone lines are open, 804-321-1010. Our toll-free number, 844-321-1010. Or you can text us at TanyaFree6397. Or download the TuneIn app to join the conversation by dialing 712-832-2784. Thanks to our friends at AMFM247. Um, Kavanaugh, confirmed and anyone surprised? No. Okay. No. I was hoping for a miracle when they did uh, go on, really it, was go, it wasn't a, an extended investigation. They basically just went through the motions. That's all they did. For the mere fact they that barely they barely went through the motions. Yeah, you're right. They, they barely went through the motions for the mere fact that there were a lot of people that they did not interview. And how do you do an investigation and you do not um, investigate two of the main people that are involved, um, Dr. Ford and Kavanaugh himself. So when that happened, I knew then then it was over, especially um, when Jeff Flake changed his mind and Susan Kavanaugh, I mean Susan um, Collins, how she you know can live with herself and voting yes is is just really. Um, disappointing, very disappointing. She can live with herself fine because, well, if Roe versus Wade is overturned, it's not like she was going to get an abortion anyway. So, next. It's politics, yeah? It is. And it it's, is and politics. And it's raw power it is. functioning. It is politics, no, no question about that. But, you know, one of the things about this whole thing, it boosted the um, his 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 base, the Republican base, no question. And I was talking to someone yesterday and they were sharing how this was so disappointing in all of all of what they're doing. It's frustrating. It is really, really frustrating. But despite the frustration, we have to show up in November. You know, we're less than 30 days um, from the midterms and we have got to show up and show out big time. If not, then we deserve what happens from you know from that that, that point on. Well, we don't deserve. Yeah, we do. If we, don't we don't show up. We don't deserve it. I think what happens is that whatever happens, we'll have to learn to live with it and rectify the situation. Because if it turns out to be counterproductive to, I guess the 
the general party or the general body, if you will, then we have to fix that, okay? But when you talk about show up, it, we want to show up not only for the in Virginia, right. but we need to show up across the country. True. And we need to oh, figure yeah. out, you know, center, here's the thing about it. what happens is this, that we'll like and we'll tweet what's, uh, what a candidate is saying, but it takes more than that. You have to send those nickels, dimes, pennies, and quarters to that candidacy in order so that they can have the money in order to do those TV commercials, in order to get their message out. So it's not about just being local. If you really want to make a difference, you have got to go national as far as these you campaigns are, are concerned. So right. Call them. Do You're some right. type of support. You're right. Even as for a yard site, even if you don't live, it's so interesting. I live in Richmond, obviously, and I saw a Beto cars, um, Beto O'Rourke car um, yard sign in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So what does that tell you? So it's the thing about you got to, in order to make the change that we think we want, all right, mm-hmm. then you have got to be national about the process. I you agree with got, you 100% yeah. because when they were going through uh, whether or not to vote for Kavanaugh, I called Collins' office, Flake, and um, uh, what's his name? Joe Manchin, whatever his, his, what's his name? Joe Manchin. No, Joe Manchin, his whatever his name is. And I put it on Facebook, and you're right, we got to go across. And also, too, I have no problem with sending money to whoever is going to run against um, Collins. I think, um, what is the... Oh, I can't think of the young lady's name right Susan now. Susan Rice. Susan Rice, right. And she, I understand that she may be throwing her hat in the ring to run, to run against Susan Collins. If so, I am going to be sending money to her her campaign. I understand they've already raised a lot of money. About $3 million. Right. So they're going to get my what my, my few you know coins to add to it. And if I have to uh, you know travel there to help, whatever the case, to help with the campaign, not only there but other places as well, you're right. We have to go outside of our comfort zone or outside of our area to help other candidates to, to win, not only financially, but also, too, physically, if, if it, that's what it calls for. Sure. We show our indignation. Because other folks are doing it. Yeah. The other side is doing it, big yeah. time. We're showing our indignation on social media. You know, it's mm-hmm. like we're posting and we're retweeting and we're commenting and we're liking and all this kind of stuff. But we are not in the game in any way, right. shape, form, or fashion on a national level. Now, you know, Tim Kaine is going to win because he's running against someone that is just yeah but we shouldn't take it for granted though right don't take it for granted because you'll say that and somebody say oh i need to go vote because he gonna win anyway because of blah 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 that's the only thing we let's not take it for granted that's 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 one of the things you know what you're saying is yeah big time as far as trump and kavanaugh birds of a feather flock together yes very much so very much so i mean we saw it i mean his, his testimony was right out of the the trump playbook and I, I also believe the anger he showed, when he get in there, he's going to fix those who went against him. Oh, yeah. You know, Big time. Too, and then you, you, can the Clintons you can see it. You can see it. everything, yeah. You can see it. A lot of anger. And Myra? I think y'all done look into what boofing means. Boofing? What they do with beer. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's, it, Why would you know, waste beer? Right. Why exactly. would you exactly. waste beer? Exactly. I'm not a beer drinker, so... Even if it's natural. Nat- uh, I'm not a, so I'm not a beer drinker, so I can really care. Look, the words by itself... Is it boofing or barfing? What's boofing. You can't come to any other conclusion yeah. about it Is it word barfing, too? Is, it, is that... Well, it's, it's when you uh, take beer... Rectally. Okay, I don't want to know anymore. See? That's, that's enough. I don't want to know anymore. Okay, so barfing is a different. That's, that's vomiting. Okay, yeah. I don't want to know anymore. That's, that's it. I so that was, it, that was in a yearbook or something? One of his well, books? Well, that's what he said, but he gave a different definition to it. Right. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, that's enough. Say, I don't. I never heard anything like himself. that in my life. Okay. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Myron, did you have something to say? Yeah, I was just. Uh, Kavanaugh was the only reason Kavanaugh was pushed is because of Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's a bigger picture, and sometimes we don't see the bigger right. picture. The bigger picture for me is that it wasn't about Kavanaugh because uh, Trump, the next person up was going to still be a conservative. Oh, yeah. Who will the still push the same, the same agenda. The only thing about Kavanaugh is that he has publicly stated uh, from years ago that a sitting president cannot be indicted. Well, no, that, not, not could not, but should not be. Was an indicted or impeached? One, which one of these? Well, 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 he worked on Clinton uh, with Ken Starr. And so mm -hmm. as a result of that, he came to that conclusion. There still is an argument as to whether a president, a sitting president, can be impeached. Right. I mean, uh, indicted. Investigated and indicted. No, you can be investigated. You just, But the question is, can you be indicted while you are serving as president? That's the question that uh, no one is clear on. And Kavanaugh, having worked on the uh, issue of, of Clinton, that's, that's the only reason... Uh, he was up because well, he was he, a Catholic too. Yeah, well, well, let's see. Now that's another whole different issue because of the fact that I keep saying to people because we we don't think as well as we should that the the he he being a Catholic is we're supposed to have separation of church and state. state right. Mm -hmm. However, everything about the arguments that we have in our government or in this government is about church and state. Okay. Abortion should not be an issue if you got a separation from church and state. That is a church issue, not a state issue. Right. Okay? Yeah, because they still got, you know, <laughs> death well, sentence. I, I death take sentence it a different, still, it's a personal issue. No, it's a, but, but that's why it's a personal issue. It's a issue. personal issue. Let me, let me just give you an example, okay? But it should remain. If I was a politician, I'm pro-life, but I would never, ever vote for a, a law or legislation taking away a woman's right to choose because it is personal. Right. Okay? There should be no law to stop that because the, according to the Constitution, you're supposed to have the ability to pursue life, liberty, and happiness. happiness right. Okay? If you want to do those things, then the government should not have any laws or restrictions that interfere because those are personal decisions. Right. So, but again, the primary reason Trump wanted him was because it, he wanted a level of protection while he's in office. Okay, and, uh, abortions to me is not a black issue. No, it's not no, a black issue not. to me either. Yeah. But it's, it's it's an issue that keeps their base energized. That's what it is. It's an issue to keep the base energized and keep division going. That's that's basically what that boils well, down. Well, to. I'm gonna tell you this because Dale hear me say it say it all the time. When I look at the news and I read the news, I always say. It's an argument between between two groups of white people. Well, yeah, yeah, that, that's what it is. And I think, and I'm not emotionally attached to any of it. Okay, so I can sit back and look at it from an objective viewpoint and the, at their arguments. But you know what? A lot of people do not read the news in enough to realize on the big scope, uh, big scope of things as to what's going on. Uh, yeah. That's and that's one of the reasons why I believe. Uh, Trump got into office because, you know, it was it's a lot of things going on with him. And let, let me say this. If you read that um, 
article in the New York Times when they, the investigation about him, it tells the whole story as to who he is. I mean, how he is, his, who his father was, and how he mimicked everything, his father. He, he knows how to work the media. I mean, he's been doing it all his life. But, but, but the and, media. And, and, and he's a con, I mean, a con person. He's been doing right. it, marketing, all of what, and, and there are no rules and regulations. It's just full speed ahead. But he was smart enough to tap into the fact that there are angry Americans out here who feel as though they were losing their way, if you will, and that they were being discounted. So he was smart enough to tap into that, okay? Mm -hmm. And so we were not smart enough to pay attention to the fact that that's what he was doing. Just like Barack Obama did the exact same thing. He looked, like he said, the audacity of hope, and we believed and bought right. into it. And that's what you're going to do from here on out. The next person that's running for office is going to do the exact same thing. In order to energize their base, they're going to find out what it is that you think you're missing in the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Okay, so how do we get around that? What what do we need to do different so we so we don't continue to fall into the same trap? Do your, do your homework. Do you due diligence about who it is that you're going to vote for and what they what they represent themselves. And also have conversations with the other side. You know, I know I'm sounding like whatever, but the thing is, is that you know when we sit down and have conversations with each other, we kind of like looking like, hmm, where in the world well, did you get that idea from? But you're right. Let me digest your idea and see if it makes sense to me. And if it doesn't, then let me tell you why it doesn't make sense to me. And if it does, then we can move on. But let me tell you what makes what what works for me. And if I'm sounding crazy, then you need to hear me out to understand well, what my background, which is causing me to believe what it is that I believe. Well, let me take it a step further. What you're mm -hmm. saying, I agree 100 percent. What you're saying, I don't want to go to a debate and then you got these these stage questions. Um, that they get, they give you a stage, um, you know, uh, uh, answer that they already have prepared. I want to be able to sit down to like, like a, at a at a at a table, just like we're doing right here, and just ask you anything that I want to ask you. And if you start talking around what I'm asking you, then we got a problem. Well, is that what you're saying? Yes, kind of. but but I'm talking about like if we met on the street and I'm a Republican and you're a Democrat and what have you, and we're in the same room, the thing is is that, hey, how you doing, blah, blah, this, that, and the other, and so forth, so forth, and I say something about pro-Trump, and you look at me like, hmm, and then I keep talking, you go, hmm, that's not as stupid as I think it is. Well, let me just I say, would love to hear that conversation. But, yeah, but that, you're not going to have that conversation with me. But. <laughs> <laughs> let me just say this, because, again, it, Trump is... Is 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 here today, but you go back to 1992. There was a man by the name of Pat Buchanan. Mm -hmm. That's where you know you got. But then you can go even further back. So we keep. My only disagreement from from my perspective is that we as, as, as black people living in America keep acting like uh, there's not a history of this. It has been a continuous. Right. It has been a continuous history. You're right. It's only that Trump is, has come along because again, in '92 when Pat Buchanan was right. Pat Buchanan was a whole different. But, but he started, he said the exact same thing. It, the only difference was that he was put in check. Okay, and let me just and I and I said share this with Dale. This country would be totally different right now, even under Trump, if you had a Congress that did due diligence to their job to put Trump in check, then 
because the president is not a king and a dictator. He's only able to get away with it because he has not been put in check by the Congress and well, the Senate. It has been that functioning how, as a monarchy up to this right, point. Right, right, but, 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 but because but he hasn't Myron, been put in check. But Myron, I've been saying it from the very beginning before he was in office. I said, if he gets to be president, he's going to do what the heck he wants to do. Yeah. And right. that's what he's been doing. Folks will argue, no, he's not. Congress is going to put him in check. No. Yeah. I knew his style and the way he carries himself he doesn't believe in rules and regulations on himself. But neither does he believe he can do what the heck he wants to do in the story. And that New York Times um, report tells the whole thing. It, it says that. Yeah. They, they do. They did. I mean, that's how but, but, that's how they did what they wanted to do and got where they wanted to go. It's just full steam ahead. But forget it, rules and regulations altogether. But even that story, even looking at again the bigger picture, he got away with it. Look, how did the IRS not catch? All the, the, the because the when you when you promote yourself as being you know look, this and that and you know big time but, look how he walks look how he walks off the plane and it doesn't matter if you the RAS and you bring when you think and, when and, and, you when you promote yourself as being somebody and you're actually you're not hold on hold on what he's saying he's talking about a structural thing about collection of taxes I know he his father was able to cleverly work around work through the system to not have to pay taxes. Right. He had enough money and enough clever people in a Right, that's to my do point. That. To, to help him. To, but, that's but, my point. He but, got but with certain steel. people that thought he was all this and but, money. But but the, the government, the, uh, the article also stated, even though he had all of those people mm -hmm. who gave him, that they still did not do diligence and as a, in their job as tax auditors, okay? Uh, the what is the guy they mentioned uh, that that gave him? Okay, we got to go to a break. Today's praise break is "This Day" by Jennifer Holiday, sponsored by the Metropolitan Day School with Eagle Soar.
tranquil, relaxing, highly professional. This is how people describe Waterfall Salon and Massage Med Spa, offering a variety of massages including four-handed synchronized, sports and soothing relaxation. Facials, microblading, teeth whitening, and fabulous eyelash extensions are done by their highly qualified staff. Book your services today on Facebook or call 804-644-4002. That's 644-4002. Waterfall Salon and Massage Med Spa Dilapidated schools, outdated textbooks, underappreciated teachers, and frustrated parents. We deserve better, not the status quo, and not for our kids. As an immigration attorney, I see the need for more inclusion, more innovation, and more transparency for our Richmond public school system. That's why on Tuesday, November 6th, I need you to vote Bryce Robertson for your 7th District School Board representative to ignite change. My name is Bryce Robertson, and I paid for and approved this message. Put your business on the map for a lot less than you might think with Freedom Marketing. Text the word ADVERTISE to 63975 or give them a call at 844-321-1010. That's Freedom Marketing, 844-321-1010. Central Virginia and 844-321-1010 coast to coast. Okay. We done talked about Trump and that story and all that and it's worn me completely out. You know, I, I it's just You might need a beer. <laughs> uh, you know, Donald Trump's father was known as the Henry Ford of home building. You know, because yeah. he was getting so many contracts. And plus, he was milking the government. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So. And, and then Donald Trump Jr. won because a lot of people didn't know who he was. But what did they say? His name on buildings. Buildings. His name on airplanes. 
and he's he telling was, he you was he's a celebrity. Rich. Yeah, and right. And, 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 and he was not government. Right. He lived in the New York, New Jersey area. You didn't know. And you you asked how he was able to get by with all that. You know, doggone well, normal people and celebrities are treated differently. They are. I mean, think about it. If if a celebrity that's true, but this was is going on before he before he became a name outside of New York, though. Right. Right. That's what I'm talking See, about. This ain't this ain't just now with the show and all of that. Right. He has been paying taxes since then. It's been years and years before that. Yeah. That's what I was talking about when I was saying there's not enough people that are able to investigate to see what's going on for real. Yeah. It's too many people to gang of money and not enough people able to... See, see, so how is, how is you mean is that enough people to investigate? How, how was it that the, the, the New York Times were able to investigate no, all the, this information? But the, the New York That's Times, a good question, isn't it? Well, no, the, the New, New York, York Times had, still didn't reveal his taxes, though. Look, and the Donald, New York Times still didn't audit his taxes. The New York right. Times just went through paperwork. Paperwork, yeah. right, so documents. The thing is that, so right. that, you can look at that New York Times story and say, okay, it's good information. But what does it do? It just it, it, It's going to do nothing more than get the anti-Trump folks to go, aha, uh -huh, see, we know, however. And it's, going to, we, and it's going to make the pro-Trumps folks go, he got over on the system. And those no, they're not. Those they're, not they're not going to read it. When, they, when they, Trump, they're not reading on New York Times. When Donald Trump, Trump, they're aware of it. No, now they're, they're aware of it. More than that, definitely aware. When Donald Trump, the only thing they're aware of, they'll somebody they'll say fake news. That's the end of that. When okay, Donald well, Trump went down there and rebuilt that ice skating rink in New York City, he won the whole city over. So yeah, he, no, he could do no wrong after that. Yeah, yeah, and that's and, and things like that allows you to get by. The city was uh, 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 playing and yeah, they had a whole lot of bureaucracy that yeah. made it. Not possible in this and that. Right. He showed up. He like did the he same thing with, the, with the, the, the hotels well, and I mean, and after that, they loved the it. post office or whatever. Well, that's we, fine and all, but this man has been able to get away with paying very little to no taxes on the right. amount of money that he's actually making. The folks that follow him look at it like he got over in the system, not realizing that they are having to make up the deficit that he ain't paying his fair well, share. And my of. question is this. What is he doing now that we don't know about, you know, that may, we may uh, at some point see the repercussions because we see the type of business person well, you and see, handling you, you his see own. It, uh, when he, the tax cut is one thing. Mm -hmm. uh, Van just mm -hmm. said, you know, at some point in time, people have to l start learning and educating themselves as to when they talk about these tax cuts and stop buying into that. If you give the wealthy a tax cut, that it's going to trickle down. People got to stop buying into that. Those taxes have to be paid for. Okay, and where is it going to come from? It's going to come from out of your pocket. Mm -hmm. Okay, Donald so, Trump's daddy was building homes for World War II veterans when they came back. Yep. And right. they, people will not argue or touch that word veterans. You're but, right. But, 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 and but, you're but, right. But see, it, it, the issue is what do we do answering your question? Is to get people to understand, one, that Donald Trump, as an individual who became president of the United States, who was not qualified and has proven that he's not qualified nor competent, okay? He sold the American people who voted for him a bill of goods. Now we are stuck with a bill, okay? And what are we going to do about it? And vote. that's the bottom line. And so vote. voting, vote, voting, voting, uh, and educating for the, ourselves for a Congress and a Senate that's going to hold him accountable, okay, is the first step. 
Right. Okay. It's going to be difficult. The, the, then, to then we can. But it have, can be done. You know, I know. We know this. Yeah, but and that's where that's where we are. Okay. Well, let me say this. Let me say how important it is because he said something the other day that it should get us alarmed. You have the video? Being tough, we're being smart. By the end of this year, murders in major cities are estimated to drop by close to 10% from their levels in 2016. And I have directed the Attorney General's office to immediately go to the great city of Chicago to help straighten out the terrible shooting wave. Want to straighten it out? Want to straighten it out fast? There's no reason for what's going on there. I've told them to work with local authorities to try to change the terrible deal the city of Chicago entered into with ACLU, which ties law enforcement's hands, and to strongly consider stop and frisk. It works, and it was meant for problems like Chicago. It was meant for it. Stop and frisk. And Rudy Giuliani, when he was mayor of New York City, had a very strong program of stop and frisk, and it went from an unacceptably dangerous city to one of the safest cities in the country, and I think the safest big city in the country. So it works, it's got to be properly applied, but stop and frisk works. The crime spree is a terrible blight on that city, and we'll do everything possible to get it done. That was... Um he speaks in, in, a, in, in plain English to people that understand plain English that have done no research on the subjects that he speaks on, period, period. Well, that's also open season on the black community. Well, right. Uh, that's course. exactly what that is. What they got to understand, those guns are not coming from a gun store. Those kids are not going buying guns at a gun store. That's the problem. You got to stop the influx of guns into the city of Chicago. Yeah, but I'm, I'm yeah, but that's, but listening to that, that I take like it from a different perspective. Stop and frisk, well, that gives officer a pass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's open season. Right, the, the that's exactly what that, that is. If he really cared about Chicago and the murder rate as far as Chicago is concerned, he would have sent his education director there. Well, not that Oh, one. don't send her. Yeah, but he would have sent somebody there with, Hold on. with education support, someone with job creation, wealth management, if you right. will. And so what happens is this, that they would have created, found some way to create um, incentives for job development as far as Chicago, right. that section of Chicago, if you right. will. You know, hire the uh, felon, if you will. Give the felon a pass if they have some, you know, if they, they've served their time and all that type of stuff and say, okay, if you hire Address them, the problem. Address the issue. $10,000 dollars to pay right. their salary for a certain time frame. Right. If I'm working, I don't have time to come out and shoot you. Right. You know, and I'm going to go day. home, go to bed, and get up at 8 o'clock in the morning to go to work. Right. Okay? And it may not be enough money for me to actually buy that house. But then again, if you look at the neighborhood where all this is happening, then the thing is that you know that there are houses there that can be refurbished mm -hmm. and they could become low-income housing. So now, on my training. $7 an hour, okay, I can afford this house. Right. Okay. And if I decide that I want to sell this house, then it goes back into receivership. 
so that the next person that's in my situation or my previous situation can buy that house. We, we, have, a president, actually, we have a president that, that you know is not going to think along those lines. No, he can't. You know but we're not, we're not even going to hold him to that. You know, we're going to sit down and say, hmm, okay. We're not going to hold him. We're not going to tell him that you just have open season on the black community, okay, number one. Number two, we're not going to tell him that in order to fix this problem, it's about employment. You are the employment president, as you like to say, so prove it. Oh, That's so, not going to happen. So, so you on. think, okay, so you think Kanye's going to sit down and have that conversation? It doesn't with him. have to be Kanye. No, no, Kanye's going to meet with him. Is it a day tomorrow? Tomorrow. But it doesn't so have to do be you, Kanye. So you think there are, other, there, there are tons of who other can folks. sit down with him and have that conversation and he comprehend it? There's a whole lot of folks. Who? Even even if you here's the interesting about it. The comprehension. Please. Well, I say, okay, for those of us who believe that, get on his Twitter feed. Okay. Get on the president's Twitter feed and tweet. And retweet and retweet and retweet. We don't need stop and, and search or stop and note. We need stop jobs. Please apply jobs. He is jobs. not going to comprehend that in no way, shape, I form, or fashion. I understand all that, but here's the thing about it. Comprehension doesn't mean no, acting I, I think, upon I think, it. I think I would go not. from a different perspective. I would, I would go to whoever the um, senator is for that state. Sure. Approach it from that standpoint. All, all, all stops out. Right. Put, all stops go, out. go to the senator or the congressman of that state. Yeah, you actually need to... But that's uh, not a part of the agenda, y'all. Yeah, and, and that. But you can. Here's the thing about it: all agendas have to be adopted. All agendas can be amended. Okay, and so what happens if it's not a part of the agenda? Then you speak up and put it on the, the agenda. agenda. I agree with you on that. You make it sound as though. No, he's right. You make he's it right. sound we as gotta, though. We got to stop thinking agenda. like it's impossible. I'm not thinking like it's impossible. I'm just telling you what's I'm with true. Jerome. Okay. Giuliani stop and frisk then turned up nothing but a lot of harassment. That's yeah. exactly. If you check the statistics. 95% of the people that they stopped and frisked didn't have anything. And what is Jeff Sessions going to do? Right. He's probably going to be gone soon. Well, I take it a step further. You're right. They, they it didn't turn up anything, but it could turn up more deaths because when you That's stop right. and frisk, and just like a lot of times, that, that is basically what has been happening to our young men. They get stopped, and next thing you know, they're dead. And uh, in a book I read, they said that some of them, the cops would make them drop their pants yeah, in the middle of the street mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So yeah. he's just giving them a pass. Isn't that how yeah. they took out the Black Panthers in Philadelphia? Isn't that how they took out the Black Panthers in Philadelphia? Rizzo said, oh, we caught the Black Panthers with their pants down right. as he lined them up across the, 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 the front well, of the building. But again. That's now, nothing new. Well, no, it's not new. And again, I have said this. We are not protected under the Constitution as a people. And mm -hmm. as long as we keep thinking that, that, that we have constitutional rights under the Constitution, that we How do we continue. change that, Myron? I, yeah. I have to go with Myron. We got to start making things happen by wanting to put it on the agenda, talking to folks, and getting in folks' faces and, and having a conversation. Yeah, but the thing is, is that when we talk about votes, see, we go into the poll, when we say vote, we walk into the booth oh. on voting day and right. pull a lever. And that's okay? it. But if I pick up the phone and say, hey, mayor, hey, senator, hey, so-and-so-and-so, right. -and -so -and -so, right. my calls go unanswered. The way you prevent that is that you go and you make sure that when I pick up that phone, you're going to answer my call because you know what I've done to get you in office. Right. Okay. And so that's how you get protection, you're protection right. under you're the Constitution. You're absolutely right. So if it's on but a local level. That's what he's level, doing now, catering to his base. It, exactly. Right. I mean, that's what I would do, cater to right. my base. Right. You know, that's right. what we do as politicians. We cater to our base. Right. Who got me in office? Who's going to keep me in office? Right. Okay. As long as I want to be in office. 
You're so right. how? So so what do black folks have to do to make themselves important on that level? Right. Did you well, say, what do I think that black folks have to do? Well, what I think that black folks have to do to make themselves important on that level, first of all, we have to stop buying into the, oh, woe is black people, and we have to stop allowing ourselves to look like the uh, Europeans' burden, if you will, because, you know, and I, uh, what I mean by that is that if you pick up any newspaper today in the city of Richmond, when they talk about public education, they're talking about, oh, mm-hmm, the public course. education score, and we buy into that, and so what happens is that anytime someone walks in and says, we need to fix this, it, it looks as though the education is a burden on for the Europeans yeah. and not right. a part, mm-hmm. and not a participatory process. Okay, it's right. the exact same okay. thing across the board. So I think what has to happen is we have to get involved and stay involved at multiple levels. If you run for office and don't win, don't go home. If you run for office, you become a voice. Okay, if you run for office and lose, take a break. oh, I'll shut okay. up. We'll take a break. Be right back. <laughs> no, but you. Miss the show? Check out the podcast at TanyaFree.com, SoundCloud, iHeart Apple Music, and BlackTalkRadio.com. This is Tanya Free. Is your business in need of a cash infusion to help your business grow? Been told no by the banks? If you've been in business at least a year and have $10,000 in gross monthly revenue, give our friend Anthony Gibson at Fast Advanced Funding a chance to say yes based on the strength of your business, not your credit history. Give Anthony a call at 215-642-0686. That's Anthony Gibson, Fast Advanced Funding. 215-642-0686. The New Orleans Talk Network, now on your mobile device, on your computer, in your ear, and interactive. It's new, it's innovative, and it's on your mobile device. Android, iPhone, iPad, and on your computer. Take us wherever you go, because we're interactive. 504-341-TALK. That's 504-341-8255. 
This is Tanya Free, inviting you to check out the Tanya Free and Friends talk show, your destination for the best in social and political straight talk, here coast to coast on the AM-FM 247 radio network and the AM-FM 247 television network. Join the conversation. The Tanya Free and Friends talk show, Wednesdays. Phone lines are open right now at area code 804-321-1010 in Central Virginia and 844-321-1010 coast to coast. And, and I'm going to talk about one more political issue. If you want to finish your statement. I forgot. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was profound, though. Let me, let me talk about one more political issue before we move on. Um, the midterms, like I said, is less than 30 days away, and reportedly there are several um, Democrat 2020 presidential hopefuls that will be campaigning for and with 2018 midterm candidates. And amongst that um, list, uh, former Vice President Joe Biden, um, Senator Camille Harris, Senator Cory Booker, um, Senator Elizabeth Warren, Senator Kristen Gilbrand, former Governor Deval Patrick, former Governor Terry McAuliffe, Congressman John Delaney, former um, Attorney General Eric Holder. Out of that list, who do you all think has the best chance of possibly winning or going up Joe against? Joe Biden, in the story. Joe Biden and, 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 and Cory Booker. from Virginia. Who is that? McCulloch from Virginia. Yeah, I think McCulloch, too. he's young. Plus, he's been close to D.C., and he ran Virginia pretty well when he was governor. And I think he has a little more firepower. He, like yeah. you said, young, and I think he has a little more firepower, because I think that's what you're going to need. You're gonna I need think that. Cory Booker has the firepower. That's you think so? Oh, Those yes. people are afraid of Cory Booker. They sure are. And he's too, is, but it will not elect him in office. He's too fiery. Uh -huh. Just like they're afraid of he's Eric Holder, because Eric Holder doesn't play, and they don't want him in there. 
house. I have never, to me, every time I've seen Cory Booker and Eric Holder, they're very laid back and very mild men. You need to go see Cory Booker live. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's Corey a different Cory Booker. One night only. He spares yeah. those people. Yep. He scares really? them. Yes, Cory Booker's too fiery. He is. Okay, I've never yeah. seen him like that. I, I, when I see him, when he was um, questioning um, Kavanaugh, he, to me, I thought was too laid back. I'm like, no, like, well, you haven't seen him. Okay. Well, I, I, he needs to step up then so everybody can see it. I mean, just for a few people, that's not going to get it. Okay. Yeah. And wait a minute, let me say this. You need to check Eric Holder's background when he was a big man in D.C. before he got with Obama. Yeah, but I'm, saying, but I'm saying, but I'm saying, and you, you need to I, and see. That's that's, in my opinion, the problem with the Democrats and why the Democrat Party is having such a hard time. They're too laid back, too quiet, too passive. Mm. The other base is not doing that. The other side, they, they're not doing that. They they are they are pulling out all the stops. Yes, and people yeah, people are people minority, are frustrated. Yeah. People are mm-hmm. are um, disheartened a whole nine yards because they feel like they be, they're being railroaded. And by the Republicans. But then here's something so, that, so if Cory Booker is all that and Eric Holder is all that, mm-hmm. hey, they need to bring it. I think they're going to bring it. And the reason I'm well, saying I did not bring it now. Oh, well, I think you. I don't think you've seen them. Okay. Why, what are they waiting for? I, well, I see them, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm team Cory Booker. Why, why, why everybody I, else haven't seen I, it? Especially if you if you're thinking about running for president. I'm team Cory Booker. I've seen it. Yeah. And, and the reason I'm saying that, here's the thing about it. You kind of look at Bill Clinton, and Bill Clinton was smart enough to actually market with the media. Bill Clinton used methods, if you will, to get into office that no one else has ever used, okay? Barack Obama did the exact same thing. Donald Trump did the exact same thing. You know how to play to your base through the media. Here's the thing about it. We were talking about the 18%. I can be the 18%, but I'm going to make you feel as though I'm 2010% by associating with my associates, if you will, people who are sympathetic to my cause, if you will, and how well and how often I present my ideas to the public. You, know? you want to respond to that? Uh, Myra, I was going to simply Back say, up of what we were talking about, because we, we talked about this during the break. You were talking about 18% in well, your community. Well, I was just community. saying in, in, in the Congress, 7th Congressional District here in, in Virginia, uh, where I vote, the 18.7% of the district is uh, black of black folks, and that when the representative, a congressional representative, regardless whether they're Democrat or Republican, that the 18 percent is not totally represented, okay? And in order to force a representative, because when you are going to represent people, you represent the majority in most cases. Okay. Yeah. In, in most cases, it is a popularity contest. Right. Yeah. So, so I'm just simply saying the way that, which, and I'm not disagreeing. I'm just simply saying if you, if the 18 percent, what what is lacking in that district right now is an apparatus for the 18 percent to make themselves larger and make their voices heard, so that the the individual, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat, to understand we are standing in your face. This is what we are bringing, and have some ability to cause pain okay okay of that 18 percent how many do you think will actually vote regardless of candidate that's not what yeah, yeah well, I, I need you to speculate that number real quick out of the 18 percent how many would probably may, vote let's just say seven okay seven percent now it, of right. the of the majority in that in that same area right. what is the percentage of them that is actually going to vote of that of the say that again okay um, of the seven percent? Uh, no, no, of, of the, the s- uh, of the seventh district. Oh, 
How many, how many white folks do you think are, are registered to vote that will vote? Oh. Percentage-wise? Percentage-wise, I, I would say probably 40, 40%. Okay, the numbers are right yeah, there. Right, yeah. So. Yeah, that, that, yeah, but, that, but that's my point. Here's the question. The, represent, you, you, the representative will represent those. Right. Okay? And so I understand your point, but even still, I'm going to represent, respond to the 40% of course. that 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 right. is addressing the issue because, again, we have to look at how these districts, and, and that's one of the things that I'm seeing that we are failing to do is to understand the districts that we live in, okay? Sure. In Virginia, there are 11 congressional districts. Out of the 11, four are Democrats, okay? Out of the, only two, the third and the fourth, right, Scott I'm in the fourth, right. and, uh, and uh, McEachin. Okay. Right. That's what I mean. And when you look at the numbers, so we have to we we have to find a way within to work from a local level up to a district level into a national level. Okay? Not top down. This is gonna have to come from the bottom oh, up. I agree. Of course. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But I think what happens is this is that if I was running this whole process, if I was in the seventh district or in my district, and I'm not doing it, although I'm going to talk about as a as an option is the first thing I would do is pull the voter the, the voter poll I mean the the voting results and say okay how many people in how many people voted okay and so these are the people that we're going to go after we're going to talk to these folks and say okay hey let's sit down and create a a committee or a coalition or right. whatever the case may be. And so what happens is this is that I'm going to ask you to come to our forum. And we may have 10 people in the forum, okay? But you're going to come to our forum. And if you don't come to our forum, we're going to go on our social media and say, we were stood up by candidate free. Mm-hmm. Okay? All right? Then I'm going to, and, and so we're saying, okay, let's get angry about candidate free not showing up to our forum. All right, and because now we're angry, we're going to actually start that ball rolling. Let's not be treated like this. Let's not be treated like this. Let's show them that housing matters to us, education matters to us, and such and such matter to us. Okay, and so now we're going to do another forum. Are you coming or what? We're right. going to, you see what I'm saying? So yeah. I think what happens when we start inviting you as a coalition or as a committee or as a PAC. Right. Okay. That's a good idea. Make ourselves be seen yeah, and you heard. You're start, right. You, you You're right. That's, you, that's a different you approach. Showing up. No, I, I don't disagree yeah. with that. Yeah, I'm just simply saying that we don't have right now the well, organization yeah. to talk to. What he's saying, but I like what he's saying. You we have to make us numbers. You don't have the numbers, but you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. I like that. But as far as the numbers are concerned, here's the thing about it. What happens is this: that you will find people that are going to be aligned with what it is that you believe along party lines, if you will. Right. And so what happens that you may only be the 18%, but that 18% may fall in line with the other 40% or the 20% of that party. Right. Okay, And so if you got 20% and you got 7%, so that's, what is it, 27% or something of that sort, then you got a larger opera, um, organization to affect change. Okay. Let me read the comments before we move on. Robert Brown said, I agree with some of your panelists that it's too soon to speculate. If we were to identify a leader before the midterm, the GOP would run against that person and could cost Democrats success in November. Let's say Cory Booker is um, the front runner. How many white voters would stay home in November? I think we need to wait until the midterms. Trudy said, I think Biden and Booker as a team bring the best chances for victory. June said, you like that, huh? Uh, McAuliffe has the fire, but not the, na- not the national name recognition. Recognition. Constance said, Robert makes sense. I like Cory Booker a lot. By the way, okay, all right. 
Okay. Constance, she likes Cory Booker. Okay. Longtime listener in Richmond. Disagree with Robert. The Republicans are going to do that anyway. Um, what do you think about Bet Mittler's tweet? Um, I don't. I didn't really see all of Bet Bet Mittler's tweet. Something about I don't remember. I can't even. Nah, Y'all remember what she said? Nah, okay, I will get somebody to see if they can if they can pull it up. Marcus, behind, can, behind the scenes support staff. Bette Miller's tweet. Anybody? Can y'all can pull that up and we can talk about that for a quick minute? Um, read, continue to read what close, long close time our is. Tumblr. I agree with her, and white women still support Trump. And her quote is from the old school by John Lennon. Uh, we'll like, we'll love to hear you, your take on this week. Okay, we'll try to find that long time listener and come back and talk about that. Trudy said, "Do you need a white woman? Good intentions aside, to speak for us." Okay. Um, Karen said, look like the blue wave is fading. Have you seen the polls for the midterms? Uh, what is wrong with the Democrats? Um, Karen, I think one of the things um, that's going on is that we, I, I feel it discouraged because it seems like the Republicans with the firepower that they have, like they're winning. Mm -hmm. But I think we have to, to be steadfast and show up at the polls. And like what you're saying, Jerome, and what you're saying, Myron, is pulled together and look at the numbers because a lot of times we go to polls and vote and think that you know things are going to um, change overnight and that's not the case. We got to get involved. I think also we have to think uh, in terms of a coalition mm -hmm. from the Democratic side of things. Right. Even though I'm not a Democrat, I'm neither a Democrat nor a Republican. Right. Uh, but I, because of understanding the politics that's going on, I'm voting Democratic. Okay, mm -hmm. to put the Republicans in check, okay? And especially because of who I see that the Republican Party now, which is a Trump party, which is a party of bigots, okay? Bottom line, okay? And the Democratic Party, when you look at the numbers, that the Democratic Party is becoming a party of people of color, okay? Uh, the LGBTQ community, a few young white folks, okay? That's what's making up the Democratic Party party demographically, okay? And, you know, there was an article not too long ago in which the argument that within the Democratic Party is that it's still uh, the power base are old white, old white men. Okay, there's one element that has gone kind of un, unaddressed. Donald Trump was able to ascend to the position he was because of one thing and one thing only. The media's obsession with him Period. Yeah, I, I agree Period. with that. And more than that, uh, I want to say the head of um, <laughs> the head of CBS was quoted as saying, "Yeah, Donald Trump may be bad for for America, but he's great for ratings. Yeah, great yeah. for, or great, for uh, right. great for CBS because right. of the sponsorship. Right. right. But I thought he was yeah. on NBC though. Wasn't no, it was CBS. Yeah, it was CBS. CBS? Yeah. The Apprentice. No, no, no. no, no, no. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. The, this uh, the CEO of, of CBS. Oh, by the way, for those of you all who have not seen it. Check out Fahrenheit 11.9. Yeah, I heard Cannot that was recommend good. it enough. There's some film yeah, footage Moore. in there you've never seen, and it will make you look at look at uh, Barack Obama in a whole. I heard that he was on uh, light. Uh, Bill Maher, and I was like, oh my. So let me finish reading the comments right quick before we move on. Michelle uh, says, "All I know is that they need to come together and decide who amongst them is the best fit." Um, competing against each other got us into the current mess. She's right. Rovin said, um, got to admit, I have no faith in the Democrats. I truly despise the California Democrats and their agenda. 
tax illegals and homosexual. That is the Democratic platform. Oh yeah, and tax illegals and homosexuals. Yeah, uh, did they get a, a tax a tax I don't exemption know. for okay. That? Um, the Democratic platform, oh yeah, I think they mean Trump is racist. That is the message. They want to scare the people into voting for them instead of actually having a plan and message. I'm not seeing where the Democrats, I'm not seeing where the Democrats and I have, any, and I have anything in common and I'm not alone. Uh, Burr said, none of them light my fire. Uh, let's see. Light your fire? You ain't dating somebody. This is not, uh, this is, this okay, is political okay. all office, right, all right. y'all. Look. Freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. We got to go to Black Talk Commentary. Our friend Scotty Reed coming up. Take a listen. Freedom Marketing Incorporated. All rights reserved, views and comments expressed are not necessarily the views of the host and or this station. hours of our show today. Just go to TanyaFree.com to listen live. is under examination nationally after two stories emerged from North Carolina and Tennessee. In Tennessee, a prisoner, Edmund George Zagorski, 63, is set to be executed on October the 11th and rather than dying by lethal injection, wants to be killed by electric chair. Zagorski was convicted of a double homicide in 1983. Faced with the choice of two unconstitutional methods of execution, Mr. Zagorski has indicated that if his execution is to move forward, he believes that the electric chair is the lesser of two evils. Kelly Henry Zagorski's defense lawyer said, 10 to 18 minutes of drowning, suffocation, and chemical burning is unspeakable. Zagorski has pending appeals to state and federal courts claiming lethal injection is cruel and unusual punishment. North Carolina has the nation's sixth largest death row population. The Center for Death Row Litigation based in Durham issued a new report that says three quarters of the state's death row prisoners don't belong there. The report, Unequal Justice, How Obsolete Laws and Unfair Trials Created North Carolina's Outsized Death Row, has some alarming findings. 
92% of the death row prisoners were tried and convicted before a 2008 reform package aimed at limiting false confessions and mistaken eyewitness identifications. 82%, 118 prisoners in all were sent to death row before North Carolina passed a law giving an offense the right to view all the prosecution's evidence. Up till then, district attorneys routinely withheld vital information until it was presented at trial giving the accused little time to prepare a defense. The report says 73% of the death row population, 103 inmates in all, were sent there before the passing of laws barring the execution of people with intellectual disabilities. Gerda Stein, a spokeswoman for the litigation center, said the goal of the report is to educate the public and state decision makers about the inequities in the state's history with capital punishment. This has been Scotty Reed of BTR News reporting. Support independent media today by giving a tax-deductible donation to the Black Talk Media Project, which has been providing public digital media since 2008. Are you searching for the best in online black radio? Then go to blacktalkradionetwork.com, helping you filter through the noise. Real talk. Black talk. Tune into Just Jazz on Saturday nights from 9 until 11 p.m. right here on Tanya Free and Friends Radio Network. Join me, Ty Bailey, as I showcase the best in jazz, current releases, reissues, and selections from past great recordings. It's all right here on Tanya Free and Friends Radio Network at tanyafree.com. Just Jazz is also streamed 24 hours a day at tybailey.com. Have you checked out Tanya Free TV on Ustream? Watch our radio broadcast live and catch up on past video podcasts. Download the app or go to Ustream.tv to follow Tanya Free and Friends. Stay in touch with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram or text the word Tanya to 63975. Join the conversation. Tanya Free and Friends. On air, online, on point.
Join the conversation. Phone lines are open right now at area code 804-321-1010 in Central Virginia and 844-321-1010 coast to coast. First and foremost, knowing who you are. Knowing who you are. Being able to answer this question, who am I and what do I want? You know, many times when I go out of the country, I am baffled by that question to explain what is your occupation. I've, st I've stood there for 10 minutes. Well, am I a talk show host? Well, I'm more than a talk show host. Am I a businesswoman? I'm a businesswoman. I'm more than a businesswoman. Am I an entrepreneur? I'm more than an entrepreneur. So I just leave it blank or self-employed. So I'm not asking for the roles that you play as daughters. I'm not asking that question. What are the roles that you play as a daughter, as a friend, as a sister? You're going to be a lawyer. You're going to teach. You're going to be a pharmacist. I'm asking the bigger question of who am I? Who am I really? My answer is I am God's child. I am, I am that which is born of all that is. I am, as Pierre de Chardin said, a spiritual being having a human experience. Come trailing the breath of the ancestors yet, but trailing the breath of the angels. And understanding that because I am connected to the source of all that is, all that is possible is possible for me. That's who I am. And what do I want? I don't want to just be successful in the world. I don't want to just make a mark or have a legacy. The answer to that question for me is I want to fulfill the highest truest expression of myself as a human being. I want to fulfill the promise that the Creator dreamed when He dreamed the cells that made up me. What do I want? You must have some kind of vision for your life. Even if you don't know the plan, you have to have a direction in which you choose to go. I never was the kind of woman who liked to get in a car and just go for a ride. I had a boyfriend who would say, let's just go for a ride. I want to know, where are we going? Do we have a destination? Is there a plan? Are we just riding? What I've learned is that's a great metaphor for life. You want to be in the driver's seat of your own life because if you're not, life will drive you. So, knowing who you really are in this space and time that we embody. That was Oprah Winfrey at a Spellman commencement um, celebration. And I don't know what year that was, but the words of wisdom are just as um, you know prevalent now as it was then. I think you know 
you can still live by that, even what we were talking about just now with politics, that we need to have a vision as to what it is we want our um, politicians to do for us, and we need to be driving it and not them. And right now, we are being driven, you know, by, you know, what has been going on. So we have got to show up and vote in November and take it even further, what you were saying, get involved in saying what it is that we want. But, you know, with that being said, it's one thing to know who you are, but it's know what you need to do. And I think that's what we really need to understand as people. You have, you know why you're, you may not know why you're here on earth, and even if you don't, you're directed in some direction, some purpose, all right? But once you know what you do and why you do what you do, then it makes all the difference in the world. And so when we talk about, oh, wow, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, it was interesting because I posted a picture on my Facebook page of my fraternity brothers. And I'm writing a little post about it to say, I do not understand or nor do I want to hear when we talk about the oppression or lack of opportunities for black men, when I have these guys standing behind me, all right, and it just so happened they're standing behind me in the order of the picture, all right, not in the order of helping me up and all that type of stuff, which they all did. But I'm saying when these guys come from a place of single-parent households to become doctors, lawyers, multiple degree holders, I'm saying they just negate the lack of opportunity and the oppression. These are change agents, and we understand that. And so what happens is this, is that that's it, that is our job, to make sure that you understand. That is what we're supposed to do, to make sure that you, are, uh, that you understand that you are a change agent. If you do not like the way the world is ha handling you and the people that you love, fix it. You have really, I like the way yeah. you are just positive, horseback riding or walking, and that's good, we, and that's what we need. I, I should have said what Oprah said was very relative to everything that is going on and how we have to take charge. Yeah, you know, what he just said and what Oprah just said, and I always go back to, if you want to know who you are, then look at the education that you have, okay? And I'm not necessarily talking about formal education. I'm talking about understanding exactly who you are, okay? And I give you an example. I was, you know, I, I always say to people, and I know we are, this is tied into another subject, I do not consider myself an African-American. Okay. I am an African who lives in America. I am a, a citizen of this country based upon the 14th Amendment because I was born here, but I do not call myself an African-American. So I was dealing with some kids, and I say, as younger kids, and I said, you are, you are a little African. I left off the American part, and you know the, the, how hard, and these are kids. Mm -hmm. I ain't no African. I ain't no African. Well, then why do you call yourself African-American? Why even put African in front of it if you, and, and that's what I mean about education, okay? You will go by African-American, but the moment I, I take off American, you deny the essence of who you are. Okay, mm -hmm. and that is a deep rooted, based in education. Okay? You're right. I agree with education. Me, me is is very key. It's very you key. Know but who we're the first person was to refer to us as African American. No, I don't. It was Jesse Jackson. Really? Yes, I didn't know that. And, he, and I think he called us Afro Americans. Yeah. Was it not? For a while. Yeah, for a while yeah. it was yeah. Afro Americans. Yeah. That is and, very uh, key. And, I, and go ahead. I wrote a paper on who you are, 
Because Did you bring it? No. <laughs> decade after you bring it next time. Okay, decade after decade, they tell us who we are. Yeah. First, we start out as slaves. Then we was the N word, mm -hmm. and many variations. Then we were uh, colored, colored, you know, Negro. And I'd never been to Negro land, so <laughs> I don't know where that's at. And then we were what uh, uh, African Americans. And in my paper. I said, call me a person living in America of African descent. Just call me human. Because I, I refuse to, to check any of those things. I don't off. have I really the do. right The term, the term African American is kind of a misnomer because a white person born in Africa then comes here is then an African American. An -American. Charlie so, Theron. Exactly. Dave Matthews. Yeah. Let me let me go to the phones right quick because we got, got to go to our friend uh, Marty. Hey, Marty, how are you, friend? Hi there, boys and girls. How are you? I'm tired for an old square. Good to hear y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm learning from y'all right here. Well, it's, it's an educational session for me as well. Yeah. Well, look, I hear you have a big event coming up on Saturday, and you invited me to join you for your voter registration drive. Uh, and, yes, we'd love to invite the panel and all of your uh, listeners. We are uh, the Richmond Crusade for Voters. We're sponsoring a Get Out the Boat rally. Lord, uh, I've never seen an election cycle so quiet in all my life. I agree. We got to get out here and make some noise. And so on Saturday from noon till 2, we have invited the governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, and all the elected officials all the way down to the locals um, to join us at Fifth Baptist Church, 1400 West Cary Street uh, from noon till 2 to have a great rally. Uh, uh, Clovia, uh, Miss Community, is, is going to be our MC. We hope to have music all around. Wonderful. Um, and we're just going to make a joyful noise, trying to awaken people to the mother of all elections coming up, uh, and that we need to tell our family and friends to get in gear and get ready to vote come, come November the 6th. So you all will be um, registering people to vote also? We will register folks to vote. We will have registration for returning citizens, and, and uh, um, we will have uh, the registrar there who can tell you where your precinct is going to be and, and how you can do absentee voting in the whole nine yards. So uh, 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 I have not confirmed it, but the uh, Delta Sigma Theta uh, may well be partnering with us. I'm working, waiting for confirmation. What time, uh, But we're inviting one and all um, come out and help us make some noise and generate some energy around this election. Dale? What's the times, Marty? From noon till 2. We hope everybody will come out because the deadline for registering to vote is Monday, my understanding, um, the October the 15th. Correct. Yes, so definitely come out and register to vote on Saturday with you and everybody that you have lined up. I, it sounds like a wonderful event, and I plan to um, come out and, you know, rally with you all. And, Tanya, let me make a point that uh, I, I've gotten information from the Democrat Party and, and other uh, uh, voter advocates that you need to check and make sure that you are on the voter roll because there have been some monkey business going on with these registrations wow. in Virginia. Uh, and so you can call the registrar's office. Uh, Lord, I used to know the number by heart. Uh, 
uh, or you can come on out Saturday. They can pull you up on a computer right okay. away to make make sure Good idea. that you are on the voter road. Okay, that's an excellent idea. You probably have a whole lot of people in line to making sure. Yeah. Yeah, yes, definitely. Because yes. it would be a sad thing to get in, you know, to go vote, and then they tell you that, you know, some monkey business happening to you or not. Oh, it happens all the time. It happens in uh, specific precincts. It happens in whole districts. Uh, and across the country, uh, and with all the hacking that's going on, people are, uh, uh, registrars are changing their system. So you don't know whether you've been accidentally lopped off or not. Gosh, I don't even know how I would act if I even thought something like that's that happened. That's scary. Like, yeah, it is. It really, really is. I mean, especially since I participated in the last, you know, um, election. Yes, exactly. You know, my, they, and, somebody would tell me, how did this happen? And they've gotten rid of uh, the willy-nilly purging they used to do it. If you hadn't voted in two election cycles, they would automatically purge you. They stopped right. doing that, although you can get purged based on certain conditions. But uh, the fact is that you shouldn't be purged, but uh, accidents do happen. Right. Okay. On purpose sometimes. On purpose. <laughs> on purpose. You got it. You got it. Well, Marty, we are definitely looking forward to joining everyone and joining you and everyone and um, be a great time because we definitely need some motivation. Definitely. I mean, we were just yeah. talking about how people are disheartened by all that's going on and feel, you know, almost hopeless. Do things, do things seem, uh, seem quiet to you? Um, I, uh, I just learned three weeks ago where Senator Kane and, and Congressman McKeachin's campaign office is. Oh, I'm really? not getting okay. any mail. I don't know why it's so quiet in Richmond. I don't. I mean, I think it's the Democratic Party is just too quiet. I mean, I said that earlier um, during the show, and they, I mean, they got to get with it. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I'm yeah. just speechless at this point because it's just well, we'll too quiet. The for them. Y'all come on out, Saturday. Make sure you remember now. This is Fifth Baptist on West Carey Street, and not Fifth Street Baptist on 2nd Avenue in Highland Park. Right, this is uh, Earl, Earl Brown, right? Earl Brown, right, right. Yeah. Well, I look forward to seeing you, friend. God bless you. Y'all take care. Same to you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, I'm definitely, oh, we gonna go to break? Okay. Okay, today's jazz break is My Funny Valentine by Marcus Johnson, sponsored by Hong Kong Taylor's Richmond VA. Check them out.
the Tanya Free and Friends Talk Show is sponsored in part by Hong Kong Custom Tailors is celebrating 50 years in Richmond. Visit their brand new expanded showroom, 1839 West Broad. Custom ready to measure suits for less than authorized suits at other retailers. Custom monogram shirts, pants, sports coats, overcoats, designer shoes, headwear, women's fashions, expert alterations, and more. All first-time shoppers will get a 10% discount just by saying Tanya Free sent you. Hong Kong Custom Tailors, 1839 West Broad, 359-5441. Tanya Free and Friends would like to welcome Waterfall Salon and Massage Med Spa as one of our newest sponsors with two locations in Richmond, Virginia. Give them a call at 804-644-4002 or visit them on the web at waterfallsalonandmassagemedspa.com. Sponsorship and advertising for the Tanya Free and Friends talk show and the Tanya Free and Friends radio network is provided by Freedom Marketing Incorporated, 844 844- Three two one ten ten, or email us at info at tanyafree.com for more information. This is Tanya Free. Tanyafree.com is your destination for the best in social and political straight talk, breaking news, commentary, podcasts, music, and more. Stay in the know. Visit tanyafree.com today. Phone lines are open right now at area code 804-321-1010 in Central Virginia at 844-321-1010 coast to coast. For many years, I was really just happy to be on TV and people would stop and say, oh, you on TV? Yeah, I'm on TV. I like being on TV. It's a nice job. And it was about the time that I received my honorary doctorate from Spelman, around 1993. So I don't know if that had something to do with it. I thought of myself as Dr. Winfrey. (laughs) That I went back and I took a long look at what it was I was doing on 
on TV and made a decision that I was no longer going to just be on TV, but I was going to use TV as a platform, as a force for good, and not be used by TV. Always do the right thing. Always. Be excellent. People notice. Think of how you notice. You go to Taco Bell, somebody gives you an extra napkin and some sauce. You notice. You want to go back to that person. Because even at Taco Bell, excellence shows itself. Be excellent. Let excellence be your brand. Everybody talks about building a brand. I never even knew what that was. When people say, you're a brand, I would say, no, I'm just Oprah. What I recognize now is that my choice to in every way, in every example, in every experience, to do the right thing and the excellent thing is what has created the brand. Years ago, I did an ad for Revlon, for, uh, for uh, an ad uh, they were doing called Unforgettable Women. And what I know is that when you are excellent, you so doing the right thing, even when nobody knows you're doing the right thing, will always bring the right thing to you. I promise you that. Why? Because the third law of motion is always at work. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. That is so true in all of our lives. That's what Newton said. Celia in the color purple said it. Everything you even try to do to me. Already done to you. Everything you even try to do to me already done to you. So you don't have to worry about revenge or getting back at somebody, making sure they pay. You just have to do the right thing and the right thing will follow you even when people don't support it. Once again, that was Oprah. And I used the word prevalent. I meant to say her words are relevant even now and doing the right thing and being purposeful. And honestly, I have to listen to inspiration like that to, to keep myself focused that, you know, that it's all right to, to just do the right thing. And even when no one else says, hey, you know, you're doing the right thing or things are, you know, gonna be okay or all right, sometimes you need a little encouragement and that, that helps, that helps. And we look at Oprah and what, how she's accomplished everything that she has accomplished. I think that, um, I like Oprah. I don't know about you all, but I like Oprah. I think, we, I think we, that. We kind of got that. <laughs> Excuse me? We kind of got that. <laughs> You're an Oprah fan. Let me go to the foes. Line two, who do we have? Troy. Hi, Troy, how are you, friend? Still there? Troy? Hello? Okay. Troy, you have to call back some kind of way we lost you. Um, Marcus, you have that article with regards to Bette Miller? Yes, I do. 
Bet Zindler apologized for a tweet that caused a social media backlash when she compared the struggle of women to the history of racism. The singer actress wrote that women are the N-word of the world, and they are the most disrespected creatures on earth. Her message was in response Time to what she then called an investigation about uh, Brett Kavanaugh. The comment drew sharp criticism from many who said it erased the atrocities committed against black people and the struggle of black women in particular. What do you all think? Yeah, you can, you, you can never, you cannot use that as an analogy. I dig what she's saying, but you can never use that I as an analogy. I agree with you. You can't. Mm -mm. It's almost like you can't really use the Hitler analogy when it comes to certain folks. You, just, you really, you can use it, but mm, it's not going to serve you well. Mm -mm. I agree. Anybody else? Okay, we got line one. Go ahead. Hello, Troy? Hello? Okay, we must be having problems with the phones today. Can you all hear? No. No? Yeah. Okay, yeah, we yeah. got you. We got you down. Hi, Troy. How are you? I just want to leave you with something. Okay, we haven't heard anything you've said, so you need to call back on a better line, please. Troy, you, you're coming in and out. Can you call one more time, please? Thank you. Go stand okay. by the microwave in the kitchen. It usually works. I need you to pull yourself together okay? I'm, and stop I'm criticizing me and our listeners and everyone. Come on. I gave you a compliment. When? I, I missed it. That's what I'm trying okay, to tell you. Okay, I know. That's what I'm saying. Look, okay. When, when we were talking about knowing the candidates, when he was talking about knowing their background, mm -hmm. when you walk up to the polls to vote, there's somebody out there that's going to hand you a list yeah. with all the Democrats mm -hmm. on it. And I can bet you. There's only maybe one or two on that list that you know of. Yep. And then, like you said, at the bottom, there's some amendments, amendments for right. you to vote on that you never even heard, heard of. Heard of, have no, understand, have no right. understanding as to what, what they're about, any of that. I, I had that happen. I'm like, what the heck is this? So I would encourage everybody to go to the um, election um, for Virginia, I believe, the, the site, um, and see what the amendment... Look at the amendments, and they did a real good job explaining State what their amendments are, and uh, so you can understand what they are about. So it's two on there, from my understanding, what I read. So, um, like I said, go to the Virginia elections and pull them up. Pull up. You can you can all the candidates, and you can get all the information. What you said, Dale, is very very true. Somebody's going to hand you something, right. and maybe two people that you recognize. And a lot of times when that happens, you be like, okay, which one? You be looking for the letter. Which one is D? Which one is R? Yeah. Well, it's only it's only going to be D on there if it's Democrats going. Here's the Democratic yeah, ballot. Yeah, yeah. Right. You have to Democrats. ask. You know, yeah. they, they'll ask yeah. you. You know, everybody in primary. And know. the interesting thing, you can tell the educated voter mm -hmm. because when you hand them, here you go. Would you like this? They're yeah. like, I got I, it. Right. Yeah. That's that's I exactly. What I, I don't yeah. need this yeah, yet because I've already done my homework. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I want to shift our attention to. We got Troy. You got him on the line. Hi, Troy. How are you? Hey, how's it going? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. Thank you for calling back. We appreciate it. Yeah, I um, I, you was playing uh, Oprah's um, little speech. It's very inspiring. But when we go back into the past, we got to remember where did Donald Trump get his first interview at? It was on the Oprah show. I didn't know uh, that. And also, no, no, huh? no, he got his first interview with Donahue. Back in the 80s. 
Donahue? Yeah, Phil Donahue. He was on Phil Donahue back in the 80s before Oprah even had a show. Yeah, and then he, in the next um, decade, it was Oprah. Right. Because her, her and Trump, they were buddies. And right. They were buddies. Right. Hey, um, and also, also we got to remember, uh, Donald Trump, you can go look on the internet, uh, he was a Democrat, and he and when they were grooming him, yeah. he said, I can't run as a Democrat being president, I can run as a Republican because they so dumb they will vote for me. And they did. And also, Oprah is buddy with Weinstein and all of them. And she's a new ager. So being Christian, why would we let somebody like Oprah inspire us? I think you would let uh, Oprah, I think it's the words. Oprah, more. Oprah and Trump are not enemies. They are buddies. Yeah. They all hang out together. Troy, can I answer that? I think yeah. what happens is this, that we don't want to hold people up to their religion for the word, for their inspiration. We want to hold them to the message that they want to pass on. And if you right. kind of listen to Oprah, she's not actually saying, okay, based on my religion. Right. Ba Oprah's is basically saying how you walk the earth. Pay attention to how you walk the earth. And that holds true whether you're Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, you know, atheist, whatever the case may be. How are you walking the earth? How are you inspiring others to be their better self? That's what she asked. And that's what she constantly asked. When she said, I am no longer going to allow TV to use me, but I'm going to use TV. You notice that she changed her format tremendously. Before, her format was just like every other format. It was almost a Jerry Springer type format prior right. to. Mm -hmm. She changed that and started bringing information to you to say, how can you improve your life? And if you notice that any of Oprah's um, offshoot programs, you know, they're pretty much following the same format. How can you improve your life? How can you be better? How can you be the better person that you are? So whether it's Oprah or whether it's Jerry Farwell, whomever the case may be, what's happening is that you want to find out if this person speaks to you as to how you walk this earth, how you treat your fellow Being humans. purposeful. Yes. That's basically hey, what you're, I, If you I read respond? her magazine, you, you, it, to me, I use when I read her magazine, I really get a lot of inspiration. Other people that she bring in for various articles and, you know, being purposeful. Can I respond to that? Sure. Yes. Uh, I wasn't talking about religion. I'm talking about responsibility and actions. I'm not talking about that spooky, that spooky uh, motivation. Uh, Christians don't need motivation from um, spiritualists and, and uh, motivation speakers like Oprah. There's no responsibility or accountability in her speech. Okay, like so I you're said, making this into a religious she thing. Out, she hang out with Trump and she best buddy with... Mr. Weinstein, Weinstein. But then here's the thing about it. How, how, how do you handle with and, a joke? And she took chicks to Weinstein, my friend. But how, just look it up. It's on the internet. Okay, I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah, but let me ask you a question. It's on the internet. You should not be listening to. Let me ask you a question. Oprah's a witch. We should be listening to her. Oh, come Thank on. You. Come on. What make, uh, Is she Wiccan or what? Is that what you're saying? Not even going to respond to that. Not even going to respond to that. Because if you if you are claiming to be a child of God, why would you even say that? Well, it is almost Halloween. So. Okay, all right. <laughs> let's move on. It is the season. Let's <laughs> move on. Let's move on. Uh, I'm going to talk about an article um, where this um, student was suspended from school for refusing to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, take a listen. Okay, um, we're going to play a piece. Hopefully, KH will use. K H O U S 11 News. You all have it ready? And then I didn't, and she asked me to, and I said I wouldn't. And she said, Well, you're kicked out of here. India Land.
Landry is a senior at Winfern High School. On Monday, she was sent home after the Pledge of Allegiance. I don't think that the flag is what it says it's for, for liberty and for justice and all that. It's not obviously what's going on in America today. It's never been a problem until now. They were making rude comments saying this isn't the NFL, you won't do this here. Mom says they've tried to work it out, but then the district began citing India's grades and absences. All of a sudden you have all these issues with my child, but I'm like, if, if it was like this, you would address this a long time ago. Months away from graduating, India says she may only have two options, stand or get her diploma. She knows her decision. I wouldn't stand because it goes against everything I believe in. That was courtesy of KHOUS 11 News. And what do you all think about that? Well, uh, she's about to go to court and yeah, win. Look, I say this. Do the doctors, did Kavanaugh repeat his oath that he takes every day? That's a sort of mind control. You didn't believe me when I said it on Monday? So why do I have to repeat it every day? We're going to take a break and be right back. If you suffer from chronic pain and stress, then getting regular medical massage is essential. Medical massage practitioner Nasser Staples has over 20 years of experience. Waterfall Salon and Massage Med Spa is the only place to treat migraines, arthritis, sciatica, or neck and shoulder pain. They offer a variety of services with convenient locations on both sides of the river. Mention this ad and you get 10% off your first. Visit them on the web and Facebook. Call 804-644-4002. Waterfall Salon and Massage Med Spa. The Tanya Free and Friends Talk Show is sponsored in part by Furniture at the Venus. Hi, I'm Chocolate Chip, and your home is the place that says the most about who you are. Furniture at the Venus has a huge selection of styles that make a statement. Visit our showroom at 1420 Hall Street, Suite A, and check out our full line 
for dining room sets, living rooms, and bedroom sets, and more. Be sure to ask about our weekly Tanya Free and Friends specials on everything in the store, including king and queen mattresses, sets to fit any budget. With new arrivals daily, let Charles and Nancy Shaw show you their complete line of home furnishings and accessories. Give them a call at 804-232-3500. That's 804-232-3500. That's Furniture at the Venus, 1420 Hall Street, in the heart of Southside Richmond. Join the conversation. Phone lines are open right now at area code 804-321-1010 in Central Virginia and 844-321-1010 coast to coast. How you going to prove it? Let me read the comment um, before we continue the conversation. John says, Troy make it bad for all Christians. Okay. Um, did, did, did he call himself a Christian? Yeah. He did? Okay. You're not listening? You're so, huh? busy, so busy huh? criticizing me. You're not listening. <laughs> so sensitive. Um, Troy's I commend it. I could. I could. No, uh, we're not talking. No, no, Troy. We're not going to do that. Um, I commend that young student for being educated and being um, and being standing up completely. I mean, at her young age, that she is standing up and saying, "Hey, this doesn't represent me. I am not doing this." And you, you said she's going to win in court. It, that's First Amendment. Yeah, but then here's the question. Where did she go from here? Okay, so you stood up and so you sat down and said, this doesn't represent what you say it does. Okay, and so now what's next for you in your young life, in your middle-aged life, in your adult life, so forth and so forth? What's next for you? What do you do? I, I would say she continued to get her education. Chances are we will probably see her um, in the political arena. That's sound like she's very sound like she's very educated, and she's aware of what's going on. So that's what I would well, think. Well, here's the thing about it. Okay, you know the mom also said, "Oh wow, 
Now they're bringing up the fact that she's not going to school and she's skipping class and so forth and so forth. And her forth grades are not that good. Her grades are not that good. So here's the question. Well, she wasn't skipping class. They suspended her from school. No. So. There were absentees. After, yes. Yeah. They brought well, it up. Not listening. No, I, no, no. I was taking. I, wait a minute. I was taking that her suspension, the days that she was out, no, that they no, were no, counting her days no. out. That's what I was thinking. No. Nope. So the thing is, is that the way she made herself, the way they're the the, Painted big, the, picture. the big yeah. picture of her is like, okay, she's a problem. You're a problem. All right. And so, are you trying to put yourself in the prison to pipeline situation? She's already well, in it. She's in it. Yeah, she well, really is. No, you don't have to be. Before, before she well, said it, yes. No, 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 no. Because uh -huh. when, when you put that out there like that, you're saying that, okay, she should, she should be quiet, stand, no. and just go along. I think that you can still have your voice heard and just making sure and being careful See, that, that you're not in the pipeline or you're not caught in the trap. If, the, if that was my child. Then what you do, you do what you're supposed to do as far as educating yourself, reading, going to school every day. Don't give them any excuse or any means by which they can pull you into whatever that. By yeah, and you, she did it. And by you committed prior her for that. to not standing. They say she had absentees, she was not missing class, and so forth and so forth. Okay. So she was a problem so kid, and then she decided that, that I'm not going to stand for She is going to have to clean up her act. Yep. Now that yeah. being that she has a, you know, she's a target. So now she's going to have to clean up her act, and she's going to have to do what she's, and, and, and she can use this to her benefit. I mean, she's That's like, so okay, she's like, okay, I can't afford to do, to fall by the wayside because they're waiting for me to do that. So, you know. So and, the and, mom ha has to be yeah. on top of and it. And it's interesting because I look at Colin Kaepernick and I kind of say, hmm, okay, right on. But you know what? I would have stood up and went out there on that field and said the Pledge of Allegiance and made my millions of dollars and opened up a school. Because I can do a hell of a lot more with a bank account in a country that understands capitalism. Yeah, but here's the, here's the thing about it, okay? The thing is, is that you look at, he is making a social change. And then you look at LeBron James's social change. Well, I got a school. You call me stupid. But now look. Okay? Well, well you, I look at it from the standpoint that he was passionate that, okay, I can't do this. Yeah, yeah, but here's, you know, it's okay to be a star if you I, have I, a high I, I, I mean, if, I if he, all that, that that's just like that's just like the the um, the senator that did not vote for uh, Kavanaugh, and it looked like she will not get reelected, but she took a stand. I, I understand all that. And sometimes you, if you're passionate about something, just what Oprah was saying, you're passionate about something, and you and you're doing the right thing, you can't you can't. Sell your soul and said, "Okay, well, here's, yeah, well, right, here's, right, and wrong. Here's, here's my question. Would opening up a school stop the shootings on the street? No, it wouldn't. It, 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 it may I not. have to go with Colin Kaepernick. It, he, he's it, making it, a stand. He's not, making noise and getting well, folks' attention. Kneeling on a football field stop shootings on the street. Say it again. If I'm standing, on, if I'm kneeling on a football field, is that going to stop shootings? It on calls, the street? It draws attention to it. It draws attention. But I'm giving you an opportunity if I open up that school. No, that's like knocking on the door and they're not answering. Yeah. What he's right. doing. Yeah, but yeah. here's the thing because, about it. Because the thing LeBron is, he would open up a school and nobody would have been talking about this issue, what he's doing. Right. And th exactly. that's the thing. That's the thing. That's the difference. He is drawing attention to it, right. especially since he doesn't need the money. He's already, no, you know, right. melting. And he, he uh, Nike's picked him up, even though Nike's, you know, tripping the money to the other side and all that, blah, blah, blah. But I think that some things are handled in a different perspective. And just going along to get along. 
a lot of times is what it, what we've been doing, yeah, and it's we, we got along to get along. But here's the thing about it: how can where do you go at some point? Yeah, you do draw the line at some point. But where can you actually be to make the fakes the, the best change? You know, there was this movie called The Spook Who Sat By The Door. Yeah. Remember Sam that Green. movie? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so what happens is and we don't play that role any longer because we don't want to play that role. We walk in the door and say, okay, I'm here and all that type of stuff. But the thing is, I like that movie because it tells you that you don't have to pay attention to me. You're a fool not to pay attention to me, okay? I'm going to do what you're going to ask me to do, but at some point you're going to turn around and do what I'm going to ask you to do because now but, I'm but, okay. in control. But I, I, let, I, let me just say that. I just like think that there are two rabbit all the time. Things are handled in a different perspective. I have to go along with yeah. Colin Kaepernick and this young lady. I think right. this young lady can make a difference. She just have to know she now. Go back to she have to well, if not get a tutor homeschool. There are other ways yeah. you can you can handle things. Yeah. If if they say okay, you not this and do that, then I with some mother I'm like okay, you're not going to stop my daughter from getting her education and you're not going to put them in put her in the pipeline. I am go and you know what? I will go as far as if the mother can't afford reach out to some folks that have a, reach out to Oprah and all of them and say this is what has happened. And and, you know, make sure that she is not caught up in the system. There's other ways the, to do it. The, the, well, there's the, a will, there's a way. That's the way I see it. The media does what it always does, poison the public. Yeah. Right. When that boy got shot in his apartment, he had marijuana. When, when uh, Trayvon Martin got killed, they brought up the bad things. Good you point, do then. something, then they're going to tell us that in right. third grade, you used to steal crayons. Right, and exactly. And that's what they're doing with this young lady, that she right. missed so many days. How many days is that? That could have been two days, three days. That doesn't mean she had a bad record. No, here's, here's, that's your here's bad something. student. She can't be, she got to be educated right. of some kind. Yeah. I mean, she took a stand. Well, here's something that I think is overlooked. Everybody is right in their own. But the reality is this. Once... Everybody has a purpose, and that might just be her purpose. Hey. Okay, and, and you know, and so to go any further about what she should no. Everybody has a purpose, and I learned that when Muhammad Ali took his stand. Okay, his purpose, as he understood, okay, as great as he was, now he could have kept fighting. Okay, he could have followed Joe Lewis, went into, but his purpose served a greater purpose. Because we can only see what's happening now. What's going to take place 5, 10, 15 years down the road, we don't know. But we know one thing, that Muhammad Ali, by taking his stand, inspired a whole lot of people to stand right. up. Right, exactly. Period. And, 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 not, and not, everybody's, not everybody's going to make a difference, um, you know, being front and center and taking a stand like Colin Kaepernick, this young lady, Muhammad Ali. You may have some folks that may take a more quiet approach or a different approach. And affect change from within. Right, and that's fine. This I'm saying young lady none of us are wrong, y'all, okay? She, <laughs> is, she is the next generation. I want, us, I want us all to be friends when we leave here. Oh, it's no, it's, it's no wrong way. Because a lot of times people get afraid thinking that, okay, the only way that they, that they can affect change is to be a Colin Kaepernick or, or Dr. Well, King. That's not the case. You can be it from that standpoint, what you're talking about. You can be, if you are a protester or just coming out to vote, you can do something. She, do okay. something purposeful. She's the next generation. Right. What we need to do is encourage her right. to keep yeah. on going. That's right. I agree with it. I agree yeah. with it. Yeah. Let me, let me, um, I asked you to bring some books because one of the things that has been pressing on me is that we need to educate ourselves, myself included, because I am beginning to just read some books and go back and look at our history. Because one of the, one of the reasons why we keep repeating history, because we don't know history. So you have some books. You are an avid reader. So share with us some books that you would well, recommend. 
Uh, I brought this one. It's called Our Black Year by Maggie Anderson. It's about a black family. Don't tell us all of it because we won't read it then. Okay. Well, <laughs> they tried to buy from black businesses uh, for a whole year. Okay. And it tells about the struggle that they went through. Wow. And the reason that a lot of black businesses didn't make it is because once we integrated, we thought that we could show the man that we got money. And instead of going to our stores, we went to his store. Mm -hmm. so, and for those Let's talk about years, the Black Wall Street in there? Well, people don't know that the first Black Wall Street was recognized as uh, uh, Second Street. Second Street, okay. Jackson Ward. Mm -hmm. Then it was Tulsa, and then the third one was in Durham. Durham. Yeah. Integration stopped the one here in, um, in Richmond. Mm -hmm. We know who took apart the one in Tulsa. Right. And building highways destroyed the one in Durham, North Carolina. Carolina. Okay. You know, and funny that she called it the Ebony Experiment, and Ebony Magazine said that they were going to sue them for using the word Ebony, so they changed it to the Empowerment Experiment. Why you know? our people? And uh, it was a it, it was a, a very enlightening book. Give the name and of it, it again. Uh, Our Black Year. Okay. And it mentioned Johnny Johnny Johnson. Johnson. Okay. Okay. Super. Yeah. And then this was, one, this was a. Uh, now I'm talking about the book, y'all. Unintended. Yeah. No. Talking yeah. about the book. Talking about the book. Chokehold by Paul Butler. Now I've seen that one. Uh, this is this was a good book, and I say that every parent needs to get this book, and let their child read chapter seven. Chapter seven. Don't tell you, us about it because we won't read it. Oh, uh, well, it just gives you some good ideas and. When I saw it, I was thinking of Eric Gardner, Choco. Oh my but goodness! But really, it talks about the chokehold that the criminal justice system has on us. Okay. You know, and then I think I'll start with that one first. And then this one, white rage. You know, Myron came over my house one day and told me he said, "Man, I got this book from the library. It's real good." I walked over to my bookshelf and showed him I had got it. This book is good. It talks about from the uh, 1700s. Well, uh, the, the white rage is actually, she explains why there is right. something called white rage that most people don't understand that the bottom, well, I don't tell you how because you won't right. read it, but you have to read it, but right. she, the, she's a historian that really explained why we struggle as people of African yeah. descent or black people in this country. And have so much white rage they don't against like us. Black achievement. That they hate black achievement because we right. have we have achieved so much mm -hmm. in, in in our existence in this country from slavery. Despite their best efforts. In spite, and, and they don't know how to stop us. Okay. And they are angry. Wow. Well, yeah. I'm gonna start with um, Choco first. Yeah. Okay. Paul Butler, and then when I and then when I read it, I want you to come back uh, and we talk about it. And I hope our listeners will read it as well. well so those who live in Richmond, you need to read a book called. The, color, uh, of the color of our skin. It was about the desegregation of schools Richard in Richmond. Yeah. And one reason, one thing I don't do is I don't jump on black people because of what they don't know and don't read. Mm -hmm. Because I was here when this was going on on Union's campus, had no clue or idea what was happening. Mm -hmm. So that's why I don't blame people. Now, I read a lot of books, but we could do something for the children too. Is the author called Mildred Taylor? Have your kids read the Black Cadillac. I mean, the Gold Cadillac, the Friendship, 
Thank okay. you. Mississippi Grizz. We got to go. We got to yeah. go. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it again next time. As always, I thank God, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for allowing us the opportunity to speak and hopefully heard. Thanks to our listening friends. Blessings to each and every one of you. Of course, thanks to Myron, Dale, Jerome, Van, Marcus, Noah Sterling, and Mr. Free. And come on out this coming uh, Saturday for the Crusade for Voters voter, voter Registration. Our friend Marty will be there and all a whole bunch of other folks. This Saturday from 12 to 2 at Fifth Baptist Church. Let me show I got that right. Fifth Baptist Church on 1415 West Carrick. I'm Tanya Free. Till next time, be free. And remember that a life with a purpose. Woo! Thank you.